guys, welcome back to the Starring Milana podcast where we try to build understanding in this crazy world one conversation at a time. This podcast is released every Monday, hashtag Milana Monday, and consists of three different segments. The first one is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media and try to offer a new or different perspective. The second one is called BTS, where we recap my past week, any exciting encounters, new finds, stuff like that. And then the third segment is called TV Recap, where I recap all of the TV that I watch, which is, you know, everything, honestly. I watch reality TV, documentaries, docu-series, scripted series, movies, all the good stuff. If you're listening via podcast app, there is a visual to this podcast. Visit youtube.com forward slash starring Milana. Make sure to subscribe, give this video a thumbs up, leave a comment. And um, as a reminder, you can always follow me at starring Milana on Instagram. Um, I'm filming this before the Grammys are happening. I'm pre-recording this. Obviously, you guys are going to see it on Monday. I'm recording it um, <clears throat> on Sunday. Actually, the Grammys are happening now, and I still have to record this, edit it. So not going to be a lot of Grammys talk here. And also, please pardon my uh, sniffs and um, this, um, I don't know what it what was. It's like a nasal drip situation. I am having allergies like beyond like I don't know what's happening it's like borderline a sinus infection at this point um yeah so if I have to stop and cough you guys know what's up or if I sound super nasally that's what's going on in my life right now in this week's episode we are talking about male birth control pills unethical medical practices and how far comedians should really take it all right let's get into talk worthy so the first thing I'm going to talk about because I didn't release an episode last week and I guess I'm a little late but like not really because you know, uh, things are coming out and new things are coming out every single day and you guys are probably tired of hearing about it, but I want to talk about the Will Smith of it all and of course that um, infamous slap. Um, I didn't watch the Oscars, okay? I was actually on a double date at Tommy's in Beverly Hills and I'm going to talk about that in my BTS segment, but um, I didn't watch them. I haven't watched them in a while. They've just been kind of boring and also I never see all the movies that are nominated. I don't even hear about half of the movies that are nominated until after the Oscars and like oh it won all these awards I'm like okay maybe now I should go watch it so I haven't watched the Oscars in quite a while um I didn't watch the Oscars because I was out at dinner towards the end of the the dinner we all look at our phone and um we start seeing this slap and um I was like there's no way this is real and then we decide to go to our friend the couple's house for a nightcap and when we get there I'm still like having this conversation like just complete disbelief and I'm just like there's no way like this thing is real like this is not real at all I don't believe that he would do this like my initial reaction is that it's staged there's no way that um somebody would do that there's no way that somebody would just get up on a stage in front of millions of people and just slap somebody like shit like that doesn't happen and that was my initial reaction also I've met him I've met her um I just he's just always been so nice so kind so gentle I mean we only know what we know about people but I couldn't imagine him getting up and and doing that so for me, like, I just, I just, my initial reaction is that it's staged and maybe we're going to find out why or what happened a little bit later on. But it wasn't. It was real. And um, I think that people are really divided on this issue and I understand. Um, but I'm going to do the Milana thing and I'm going to uh, try to build understanding and really see everyone's side in this um, and figure out how we can move forward, right? So for Chris Rock, 
if he knew that Jada had alopecia and he still decided to move forward with the joke, um, that's just a gross thing to joke about. I think that for the most part, comedians should be left untouched, let them do their thing. You know, it's just that one space in the world and society where we can just all say whatever we want to say or they can say whatever they want to say. We can all laugh about it and no one should be offended. It's an art form, blah, blah, blah. I really do believe that. But I think an illness, one that you cannot control um, and that's really affecting you, your mental state, your health, your physical state, I don't think we touch that, you know. Um, I remember when Pusha T was doing the diss tracks with Drake and he said something about... um, drake's producer 40 and about his ms diagnosis and to me it was so disgusting and vile and at that point i was like oh like this is over like this beef is over we can't um we don't i don't want to hear anymore i don't want to hear anymore back and forth between drake and Pusha T because he honestly crossed the line and people disagree with me people sit here and say like it doesn't matter there's nothing off limits blah blah, blah. but to me there is an illness, a diagnosis that somebody, you know, could eventually die from, what they will die from, like MS, uh, which, is, you know, it's off limits. We don't talk about that. And something like alopecia, it's not something to joke about, especially with like women and their hair and the importance of it and how we feel about it. Um, and yeah, I just don't think if he knew about it, I don't think that he should have moved forward with that joke. I just can't imagine a world where he knew about the alopecia diagnosis and still decided to make the joke why would he do that I can't I don't think that he knew because I know a lot of things I know a lot about a lot and I did not know that I really didn't know that so I just feel like if I didn't know that I feel like a lot of people don't know that about her and he might be one of those people just that didn't know at the same time like are these rehearsed does he have other writers because if they are did everyone in the room not know that she has alopecia I'm not sure it was in poor taste for sure, um, but I don't think he deserved to get slapped for it. Let's talk about Will Smith. He went through a lot of emotions, I mean, it appeared from the clip that I saw in a short amount of time. First, as the joke is said, he laughs about it, and then I think he quickly realized that, oh, wait, Jada's not laughing and it's not funny, and I think what happened is he probably felt so bad for laughing that he was like, oh, I need to make up for this, you know? So he overreacted after his laugh and after he saw how upset she was, he overreacted and he went on stage and he did what he, you know, what he did. Um, I think that he could have addressed it in his speech. I think that he, you know, had he won, which he probably, I mean, no one knows if they're going to win, but maybe he would have thought like, hey, if I win, I'm going to address this chris rock thing in the speech i'm gonna tell him how i feel or fine you don't want to do that you're angry yell from your seat okay like he did when he got back okay you don't want to do that fine get up and go up on stage grab the mic and check him right then and there but i don't think you put your hands on somebody once you put your hands on someone like at this point you violated their personal space um it's humiliating and god forbid he were to retaliate you know so i think that touching somebody is just crossing the line like we fight with our words or we don't fight at all like do not touch other people um but i think that in that moment something came over him and he just reacted okay and the other thing i was thinking about maybe he reacted like this because you know the past couple of years a lot of information has been coming out about their marriage especially um all that stuff about august alcina and the relation the relations he had with jada 
Um, and I think that maybe in this moment, he just felt like he had to really prove himself and prove um, to everybody like what their marriage is really like and that he stood up for her. Whatever, whatever he was trying to prove or whatever he was trying to uh, get over or whatever he was battling, like... I just feel like it was, you know, Chris Rock was on the receiving end of that, unfortunately. Um, so that's kind of where I am with uh, the Will Smith thing. Now, a lot of people were upset that um, Hollywood like got up and gave him a standing ovation. I think that, you know, when you're in that room, you don't really know what's going on. You don't know like what what's real or fake. You don't you don't you're not really sure what's happening. So maybe people were confused like us like they didn't know they, that it was staged up until all the way till the end they didn't know how to act like this man just won an oscar like it's his first one like yeah we have to get up and clap for him but he just slapped somebody but are, are we mad that he slapped someone because like that man made fun of you know jada and her like diagnosis i mean her illness like are we mad at him are we not mad at him like i think people in the room which was just really lost and i don't want to blame anyone in that room who did or didn't stand up and clap or just you know that is like off i i don't think that that's the direction we need to go in now his speech he apologized to the academy he apologized to the williams family and he kind of like took the approach of like okay well richard williams that you know soon venus is um dad he was a fierce protector of his family and basically saying like art you know art is imitating life and now i'm a fierce protector of my family um and he just kept talking about protecting the ones you love so i i don't think that that's really what his initial speech was probably going to be about and maybe it was but it looks like after the situation with chris crock that's kind of like the theme of his speech now um which makes sense i really do wish he would have apologized to chris rock in that moment but i can understand how he was still like hadn't processed it yet and maybe in his mind like you know like uh apologizing is almost like accepting blame and maybe he didn't feel like he should be blamed for something like that because he was only protecting his family so if I were her, I would definitely want my significant other to stand up for me, but I would not want them to get up and put their hands on anybody. I don't believe that violence is ever the answer. And even if somebody's just like madly disrespecting me, I don't want my husband to get up and just hit them. I don't, I don't want anyone to touch each other. I don't want any kind of fighting. I think that the best thing to do is like either respond with words or move with love, whatever that means for you. But that's the best way to kind of like make the situation better and this definitely made it a lot worse than it could have been now to move forward um i think we should move forward with forgiveness you know i'm not chris rock i'm not the one that got slapped on stage so like he can act however he wants to he can feel however he wants to feel and people can be offended but i think there's like this this is like this this um there's some shit in the air where everyone's like i'm still processing what happened i'm still like i'm still so shocked like i'm still like dealing with the repercussions of the slap how are you this is coming from like the host the other people that were in the room i'm so sorry you're not the one that was on stage and got slapped re-fucking lax you're not dealing with anything like yeah maybe it was uncomfortable to watch and yeah maybe now this is a little bit like terrifying because it's almost like setting a precedent where we could just get up and slap comedians uh which we can't like imagine they're doing a show in like a some you know they're doing like a little comedy club they're doing a show and a person from the audience just gets up and slaps a comedian because they don't like what he said like we can't set that precedent okay but maybe that's why they're a little bit like 
worried and they're just like concerned and they're shocked because they feel like oh it could be them but like no like why are you still processing and healing from it like you didn't get slapped like this is like bizarre to me when they're all just tweeting about their own experience like you're not chris rock but anyway aside from that i think we just move forward with forgiveness i think it would be ridiculous for the economy to ban him for 10 years for something like this like the man made a mistake imagine the worst decision you've ever made like the 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 nastiest thing you've ever done the meanest the cruelest like the biggest mistake just something very shameful but yours happened to be in private and it wasn't around millions of people and he did it publicly like he made a mistake just like people make every single day unfortunately it's you know on camera at the Oscars, a terrible place to do it, but it happened and he made a mistake. I think that we just need to move with forgiveness and just have some grace because people aren't perfect. And from, you know, what I know about him and my own experience is that he's a genuinely a very attentive, kind, nice soul. And this is just an unfortunate thing that happened a moment in his life. And, you know, he's now being like crucified for it. And, um, it's taking away from the years of work and the years of good that he's done and continuing to do. Um, and it sucks and it's really, really sad and I hate to see this for him, but I think that we just need to forgive people when they do things like this and move on. Obviously, again, like Chris Rock can have his own uh, process with this. He's the one that was on the receiving end of it. But we as a society, I think we just need to forgive and move on. Um and just leave it there and leave it between them too. I think he learned his mistake and I think he understands like obviously it's not appropriate. Um, so that's all I have to say for that. Let's move on to the next um, topic that I want to talk about. Hey fellas, it's time for you to do your part. Um, last week, science gave women some hope finally when it was confirmed that a male birth control pill was 99% effective on mice and we are now set for human trials. According to Vice, birth control options for men may soon expand beyond condoms and vasectomy as scientists in the U.S. have developed a male contraceptive pill that has so far proven safe and effective on mice and looks set for clinical trials in humans as early as this year. The pill secret? It is not target testosterone the male sex hormone thereby cutting the risk of side effects that have so far kept other drugs from landing in pharmacies most female birth control pills work on the female sex hormones said abdullah al-noman one of the researchers noting the lack of approved male oral contraceptive on the market but targeting the male sex hormone leads to a lot of side effects such as weight gain, depression, and increased risk of cardiovascular disease, he said. Men are less willing to take a birth control pill that has significant side effects. That's why we are targeting a non-hormonal path to pathway to developing a male birth control pill. Okay, I'm really happy that they're looking for a um, non-hormonal pathway for men so they don't have to deal with those side effects. But like we've been dealing with that shit forever. Okay, some birth control pills for women cause weight gain, nausea. Um, they've been linked to clotting and much, much more. So gentlemen, welcome to the club. I hope that it works out and it becomes the norm because women are tired of having to do everything. Okay, like we deal with the miserable bloody visitor every month okay we take birth control pills we have to carry the baby we give birth again we give birth okay we recover from the birth while um becoming a human cow getting milked a million times a day women have to deal with everything and it would be nice if men could just take a little bit of the burden off of our plate and just remember to take their pills now 
I would say that most women are like more organized than men okay and remembering to take your pill every day is like hard enough but women kind of get it done because we're organized we're used to it whatever I can't imagine men like remembering to do this but we'll see um what happens I ended up doing a poll on my Instagram and I asked like hey guys like who would do this once it's like approved and um you know, it's like effective and it doesn't affect your hormones. And 70% of men responded and said that they are not about it. They're not interested um, and they won't be taking the pill. But we have to make this part of like normal society. Like it has to just be like, oh, who's going to, who between you two is going to do the pill? Kind of like um, when people don't want to have kids anymore, they kind of said they're like, oh, who's going to do a vasectomy? Who's going to tie their tubes? Like I feel like at that point, it's probably more 50-50 men are more cooperative to do a vasectomy because it's like a light procedure but I don't know if a lot of men are willing to take this birth control pill and I think that we need to shift the way that we look at it just because women are the ones carrying the child doesn't mean we have to be the ones to take a pill to like avoid or keep us from you know getting pregnant but I do have to say like because men tend to be less organized I don't know if I would trust a guy with his birth control because like did you take it oh oh, I'm not sure did I Mm, like I don't know so that was really interesting and I'm excited to see um, when it eventually comes out and what that looks like. Okay, guys, the last thing we're going to talk about is um, actually some more sperm news. So imagine you select a sperm donor and you have a child and then 40 years later you find out that the biological father of your child is not the sperm donor that you selected, it is actually your doctor crazy so according to cbs news a federal court in vermont on wednesday awarded a florida woman 52.5 million from a doctor who used his own sperm to impregnate her during an artificial insemination procedure in 1977 the jury awarded plaintiff cheryl rousseau two hundred fifty thousand dollars in compensatory damages and five million in punitive damages from john Dr. John Coates III. The original complaint says Coates agreed to inseminate Cheryl Rousseau with donor material from an unnamed medical student who resembled Rousseau's husband and had characteristics that she required. Rousseau had wanted a child with her husband, but he had a vasectomy that could not be reversed according to the complaint. Coates performed the artificial insemination but inserted his own genetic material the lawsuit said so basically he did this in the late 1970s so this child is a grown woman she's about i don't know 45 44 now um she was actually seeking information about her biological father so she started doing tests like the ancestry test and the um the 23andme test and she found out that um the doctor was actually her biological father and not the sperm donor that her parents had initially selected and he's actually facing another similar lawsuit um now, like, he did this more than once. Um, I just, like, don't understand. What would provoke him to do this? What's the point of this? Like, first I was like, okay, maybe he lost, the like, his office lost the sperm, the original sperm from the sperm donor, and they, like, kind of panicked, and they didn't want to tell the family, so they decided to just, he just decided to, like, oh, here's some sperm, and use his own sperm. But at the same time, like, if he did this more than once, then... I can't imagine that's being the reason. Like, I don't know if he has, like, like, it's, like, what provokes somebody to, like, inseminate someone without their consent? Like, they specifically selected a sperm donor, and they wanted a person with these characteristics. Maybe it's height. Maybe it's, 
you know, uh, health, um, that maybe it's like a list of health conditions or like a health history from the family. Maybe it's hair color, maybe it's whatever it is. They specifically selected somebody and instead of giving them what they wanted, they, this doctor went in and just provided his own sperm. I mean, like I've literally never heard of this and it's really scary because we, I think we put a lot of trust into doctors i think that we expect a lot from our doctors we um you know they're professionals they really they're supposed to know more than us like i usually trust my doctor more than i trust myself but it's obviously like look at look at this situation like we need to um we expect them to be more knowledgeable you know we expect them to just know better and do better but this one this guy really fucked up like imagine inserting genetic material into a woman against her um will like basically like she didn't choose you and like she didn't choose your genetics and now you're putting them inside of her um she didn't want this dna so this is like the craziest thing i've ever read i mean thank god that like the daughter is alive and she's healthy um but you know like what if it could have been worse it just honestly it could have been worse so this is really crazy and i hope that they get what they deserve from this it's like 5.25 million dollars like yeah that's a lot of money but like you can't like pull a quick one on people like this like i'm sorry like what kind of doctor behaves this way this is like the craziest thing i've ever heard all right guys so that's all i have for talkworthy let's get into bts so remember i said i didn't watch the oscars because i went out to dinner i want to talk about this restaurant because i loved it so much it's called tommy's in beverly hills um it's the restaurant that used to be the old Bouchon next to the old Montage Beverly Hills Hotel. That's now the new May, now the Mayborn Hotel. Um, the chef is Armenian. His name is Vartan Abgarian, and um, it's and it's the owner's the former Craig's manager. Craig's restaurant, it's a great restaurant. Craig's manager Tommy Salvatore. So I had a great meal. I mean, it's like it was like perfect for a pescatarian living her best life. I had like a beet and a burrata salad. I don't usually like beet, but this was delicious. Um, let's see. We had po- this poached oyster with caviar. It's one of the best things I've ever tasted in my life. A potato egg thing. I can't even explain. Crispy octopus. I had two, we had two pastas, cacio pepe and a tagliatelle with, um, truffle and then branzino and then they have dessert so you guys know if you listen to this you're a frequent listener i'm not really a sweets person i'm more of like a savory person but the desserts were so good they had a earl gray creme brulee like i can't explain it but it was delicious and then they had um this cart roll up with like a soft serve and then you can just have toppings everything was so good the ambience was like amazing it was really sophisticated um reasonably priced and i really think it's like a great new spot for like you know if you want to take someone special if you want to take a family member if you want to have like a little birthday it's definitely like more upscale more dressy um a more elevated experience but it was really really good and i'm glad that we got a chance to try and i definitely want to go back um and then two weekends ago i the weekend that i didn't record my podcast i went out with uh, my boyfriend and some of his friends and um I just, again, was reminded that I am getting older and I'm just a lightweight. I've been a lightweight my whole life, but this was like, the hangover on this one was brutal, like brutal. So we go to dinner and I have a, um, we went to Korean barbecue and obviously I don't eat meat, so I had like a shrimp thing, but um, we go to dinner and I'm not eating a lot because I gave up rice and bread for Lent. Okay, so empty stomach. Um, I had a little bit of shrimp and a little bit of like a side salad, not eating a lot. I had a dirty martini 
and a dirty martini has two shots of vodka if anyone was wondering i had a dirty martini i had sake shots at dinner then we go to this lounge bar and there i have um a shot of tequila of all things and i had champagne um and it was just really a really bad mix like tequila vodka champagne and sake like i don't know what i was thinking um but i was pretty tipsy then we got in the car a little too soon i was still like at like a pink tip peak tipsy drunk and we get in the car we get in the uber and we're asking the uber to go through the mcdonald's drive through because i'm at this point i'm starving like i didn't eat shit all day and um he's like oh i can't do that i'm like please we're just like please go like we'll tip you and he's like okay well the mcdonald's drive through are usually so packed we're like no no no, it's gonna be fast go to this one we'll tip you on the app and then we pull up and the line was like the drive through line was so long we're like oh and we'll tip you in cash i have both cash and on the app and he's like oh i don't know guys we're like please 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 look he's like all right fine and i'm like and i'll order you food <laughs> so we go through the drive through i get my fries i get my ranch i get my buffalo sauce and he orders two mcchickens the driver um he orders fries he orders a high c he orders something else but it was hilarious and um that those fries really like saved my life but the next day i was still like slightly hungover and i'm just i can't do it anymore i can't i've reached my peak um another thing that i just can't do is i have this weird fear and it really isn't going anywhere um i keep thinking one day it's gonna go away and it's not i have a weird fear of like being alone in hotel rooms so i went for like a work trip for a few days and then my boyfriend joined me later but i'll go for this work trip and i'm just like spending the night alone in this hotel room for the first couple days and i'm like scared shitless i don't like know like i just feel like someone's gonna break in i can't sleep i was waking up in the middle of the night like every hour i kept checking the clock just like dying waiting for it to be like daytime and bright um i put a chair in front of the door in case someone tries to break in they'll like trip over the chair and they'll wake me up i mean like i'm telling you like a paranoid freak i don't know what it is about hotel rooms and why i'm so like scared to check under the bed i check in the closet every time i walk in dude when he my boyfriend finally got to palm uh to palm springs i was so relieved i could sleep like peacefully i don't know why i have like this weird bizarre fear of just being alone in um these hotel rooms before we get into tv recap the last thing i'm gonna talk about is like some purchases that i've been making recently and i actually been like really happy with them so i wanted to share one of the one thing i bought were these um apl slides like i love slides i own like a bunch of pair of slides and a bunch of pair of slides i own a lot of slides and these are the most comfortable ones i've ever or owned it's the tech loom slides they look really good they're super comfortable another thing i just recently purchased were jeans so i've been struggling with jeans because like you know it's just like they're not fitting right they don't look right i don't like some of these new trends and i'm like oh, i just need a good pair of jeans um and i've never had a pair of a good american i don't know why i never thought about it i ordered them and they're so good they're called a good leg stretch they're super fitting like they look great the styles are great really recommend that another thing i bought were um like a skims jogger set i bought the fleece um jacket shorts i'm wearing the, sh the jacket and the shorts now and the sweatpants i love it highly recommend this is the tiger color and then I ordered um, a couple of like pieces of jewelry that I was looking at. This like ring from Anna Julissa. They were sponsored a few episodes ago. By the way, none of this stuff is sponsored. I just want to share with you guys things I've been purchasing because people always ask me. Um, this ring too is from Anna Julissa. And then I bought 
this um these like chain lock earrings and this um cute necklace with a lock on it from pd paula it's 18 karat gold actually and it's from spain and they are such good quality really just like an elevated experience like receiving anything from europe so those are some things i've recently purchased and yeah let's get into tv recap so i'm currently watching top boy on netflix and bridgerton and um hopefully i'll be done this week so i can recap them and the gilded age i just finished so i'll recap that next week let's get into the two things that i did watch which were um my housewives so <clears throat> i'm gonna start with uh Real Housewives of New Jersey. So I have to say, like, every time I watch this franchise, I remember why I love it so much. It's definitely the funniest one of all of the franchises. It's a piece of art. Um, Teresa just proves to be really difficult and hard to deal with in every single episode. She's just so, like, unreasonable. Like, she can't hear anyone. Um, her laughing with, like, Tiki at the soccer game, like, I mean, soccer game, the baseball game, like, oh, making a joke, like, oh, you're going to talk about Louie? But, like ripping his wife's head off about the same thing when it wasn't her even her fault like two days before she's really just makes no sense like she does things and it makes no sense um and then her comments about margaret's ass jiggling and the leggings and saying like oh if she would have worn my leggings then her ass wouldn't have been jiggling like no Teresa, i'm pretty sure margaret's wearing lululemon like if you know anything about those leggings nothing is jiggling they're so like they contour you, they suck you in, like, that's, that's, you know, don't compare your likings to Lululemon, okay, um, I think she's just trying to deflect from the Louis situation, all this information coming out about him, which I understand, she's trying to protect her relationship and protect her space, and I really respect that, and I actually do understand that, but it's just, like, she's unreasonable, okay, and then Gia Judice, her daughter, is me, okay, she's me, like, she, her side-eyeing Margaret when she said, we're good, we're not wearing Teresa's jeans is like a thousand percent me. Um, that's something that, that's like me defending my sister or my parents against like their peers, like even adults. Like I do have like a slight attitude of like, I know that like people um, have offended my family in some way. Like I don't care. Like I, oh, I will open my mouth. I'm outspoken about it. Even if it looks disrespectful, like when it comes to my family, I don't play. So I really feel her like that. It was literally me. Um, and then this baseball game was pure comedy. I kept rewinding moments. Like, it was actually hilarious. Jennifer falling flat on her face with this ridiculous mask that she had on. All to protect her um, nose is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, I'm like, happy they won. What a great cause. A great episode. I really, really do love New Jersey. Now let's get into the OC. I actually have a lot to say this week, and I usually don't. Um, so let me quickly recap last week's episode. Um, the thing about Shannon, it's like, I sometimes I'm like, why is she still on the show? Like, we just need to bring in new hot people. Not hot, like, physically. I mean, like, just people that have a lot going on. And, like, I guess in a way she does, and she kind of brings back the old OC, because right now it's, like, all the new people. But um, she just rubs me the wrong way sometimes, like, the fact that she said, like, oh, Gio, Gina was going to get arrested until I saved her. Like, I'm the one that got her the lawyer. I saved her. Like, she keeps saying this comment about, like, saving Gia all because she was the one that recommended the attorney to Gina. So Gina doesn't get, oh, Gia, so Gina doesn't get, um, they should go to a jail for the DUI. It's like, you didn't save her. You didn't give her life. You gave her a recommendation for an attorney that 
helped her stay out of jail but you didn't save her life like don't you're taking too much credit and i hate people that do something nice and um they try to take away from it or keep patting themselves on the back it's just kind of like just do it and or shut and shut up or don't do it at all if you're gonna keep talking about it like i would rather would rather you have not do it right um and then gina's speech uh at her launch party and the feelings that you know she was saying like oh i feel like my best self i feel whole i feel like confident it's all thanks to my relationship with travis it was just so sweet like a great reminder how your partner's supposed to uplift you and not bring you down it was really nice to watch that was last week's episode let's get into this week so this trip to aspen um this house is stunning it might be one of the best houses that that any of them or most impressive that any of them have ever stayed in any of the franchises honestly it was crazy um i think that heather like might dislike noella more than she disliked kelly dodd this is like the craziest strange like she's so irritated every time noella says something you can just see in her face she's like doesn't want her to talk she's so annoyed by her all the time and like noella's a little hard to handle like she's beautiful she dresses well and like you want her to just be better and for some reason she's just when you think you like her a little more that she says something that rubs you the wrong way like the whole thing about like oh we're picking rooms well my dad just died so i just feel like i should get the better room because like i'm going through something and like for, it's kind of funny because i know people like that who i know a lot of people who would say something like that like they have like a dark humor kind of thing and it, it's kind of funny but it's weird and like who says that and um you're just like oh noella oh you're like not making a good case for yourself you know that's the kind of that's kind of what she's giving me the entire episode and the fact that she's saying that she heard a person shoved heather people can say like oh heather's kind of overreacting but no it's not like that's like abuse like you're saying like she she, or assault she assaulted an, an employee a worker like uh someone who's working for the show it's a very strong implication and um that can stick with her and she can get a lot of shit for it and i just don't think it's appropriate to spread a rumor that you don't even know if it's true okay and she's saying she heard it from someone okay who did you hear from give names like give names give proof like if it's if you really heard it from someone give a name and heather can own up to it or dead it right then and there and like she just can't give a name so i don't know i it's it's hard with her like she's you want to like her, you want to, you want her to like win, but then she does all these things, you're like, oh, Noella, come on, and yeah, that's about it with this episode, I did do, do I do think it's interesting that Heather's saying no one's standing up for her, I think they were all standing up for her, um, but I do understand why she's so upset, um, and that's all I have for this week's episode, you guys, um, thank you so much for listening, as a reminder, my episode with Crystal David, Dropping Times episode came out last week, um, you guys should really go check it out and listen to it, it was a really good, a really good episode, she's brilliant, she's so wise, and, um, you know, this was uh filmed before she announced her separation from her husband it was recorded before and it's interesting to um hear the place she was in then and now um you can kind of see like what happened and how we got how she got to you know where they are now it's unfortunate but um you know really want her to be living her best life and if this is what uh it's it's gonna take then you know god bless for both of them um but it is a great episode you'll learn a lot from it um it's really relatable so make sure to go listen to that episode i'll also link it in my episode notes 
below thank you guys so much for listening and watching make sure to subscribe leave a rating and a review please 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 it really um you know makes a difference those reviews really help so guys please make sure to do that and follow me on social media at starring milana follow me on youtube subscribe on youtube forward slash starring milana thank you guys so much and i'll be back next week